You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain or whatever computer mainframe you use in place of a brain. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and... It's that time of the week again. It's Blue Jays Fan Friday here on Locked On Blue Jays. Yay! Where's there was supposed to be confetti? I, I guess it wouldn't have mattered anyway. But no, Friday, of course, is the episode of the week that we here at Locked On Blue Jays devote to you, the fans, and what is on your mind. And admittedly, I was hoping again to have a co-host for this one um, due to some medical issues that did not happen, but I, you, you, the Blue Jays fans have come through in spades. This is such a impressive response. I'm so happy to get this kind of response. Thank you all so much for your thoughts. And I want to start with the person who, who inspired this Blue Jays fan Friday question this week. On Tuesday, I was talking uh, with Karen Souter at Karen Souter One. She's a Blue Jays fan. She writes over at AllHeelsOnDeck.com, and she was asking to what level Blue Jays fans would trade players. And I had a list of untouchables that I would not personally trade, and it actually got me thinking. What Blue Jays? Let let's let's face facts. If losing that two game set to the Yankees didn't slam the nail into the coffin on the Blue Jays' playoff hopes this season, that three game sweep in Tampa was the stake through the heart. And now this Blue Jays team is just shambling on like a zombie as we run out of monster references to make for this 2018 Blue Jays season. So. Naturally, thoughts turn to selling and what the Blue Jays are going to be able to get for the future. And I know that the major sports networks have already started to do so. So I put it out to you, the fans, who on this 40-man roster that the Blue Jays have, who are the players that would not be traded? So again, there's only 40-man, so Vlad Jr., obviously, not a candidate. Bobachet, not a candidate. Who on the 40-man roster of the Blue Jays right now is untouchable? And I want to I want to start with Karen because we actually came to a consensus on this. We agreed that there were four players that we would not trade from the Blue Jays. Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez, Teoscar Hernandez, who's solidified himself as the only power threat consistent power threat on this Blue Jays team. And a surprising fourth that came up was Ryan Tapera. With the uncertainty of the Blue Jays closer situation at the moment, Tapera has stepped in and been that consistent reliever for this club. And he's someone who who has taken the mantle and, and kind of run with it and been that solid presence for the Blue Jays. And as a long-term guy at the back end, you, you can't overestimate how much it helps to have that solid presence in the back. 
You watch teams like the Marlins try and build bullpens just by taking people from other places, and it does not work. You need some kind of continuity. You need some consistency. So Tapera would give that. So Karen agreed with that. And Tapera, she said she's hanging on to Tapera for dear life and does not want to trade all-star caliber starting pitchers. Because when you do that, you're likely not getting fair value back. And she brought up the Roy Halladay trade, which... Did not work out very well for the Blue Jays. They got half a year of Kyle Drabeck, uh, the ability to send Travis Darno off for R.A. Dickey, and whatever. Well, I guess it worked out to Devin Travis. You you trade Brett Wallace for Anthony Goes for Devin Travis. So, but it's it's not Roy Halladay, and I I agreed with Karen on that. And some some people were. Not as sold on Tapera. Jordan Knights at Knights 1381 said if there's a big offer for Ryan Tapera in a market that may be thin on relief pitching, if there's an offer for Tapera, he doesn't see why Tapera would not be traded. And again, it's just that uncertainty. You don't really generally have a lot of success building a bullpen randomly. If you're the Yankees and you can trade for every good pitcher that's out there, yeah, fine, you can do it that way. But for most teams, they have to build it. And sometimes you'll get lucky and hit on some veteran guys coming back, like the first month and a half of John Axford and Tyler Clippard and Sung Juano. But that's not the norm. Normally, you're going to see these guys regress to the mean. So having these young arms, these controllable arms that you can hold on to and use, who have the experience pitching when they do... It, it can be invaluable for a team that wants to contend in 2020 and 2021. So I like keeping Tapera. Now, we expanded this out to, again, everyone on the 40-man roster. And there were, there were popular names coming up. Marcus Stroman, popular name. Aaron Sanchez, popular name. Teoscar Hernandez, popular name. Tapera actually got a lot more votes than I thought he would. At, at least half our respondents voted for... Keeping Ryan Tapera. Jasmine, the Kitty co-host, says, no, trade Ryan Tapera. Get what you can and spend it on yarn. But there were some interesting names that did come up, and I, I want to go through some of them. Let's start with South of the Six, at South of the Six, podcast down in, down in America. Jokingly said Sanchez Hernandez and Sam Gavilio. <laughs> I, I don't think Sam Gavilio is a part of the long-term solution for the Blue Jays so uh, honestly I can see trading Gavilio. I mean I, I like what Sammy G has done but there's no way that he's he's going to be a fixture in my eyes I, I think as long as he's under team control he can be that swing man so that's great STV 7986 also had Teoscar and Tapera on their list but added Yanhever Salarte who's under control, Devin Travis, Justin Smoke, and Randall Grichuk to the mix. Now, I I do like keeping Grichuk because I, I think he's starting to show what kind of outfielder he really is now that he's back and healthy. And if he continues to do that, he will be a good building piece for this Blue Jays team. Salarte, he's versatile and he's happy. I, I can take it or leave it. I know uh, STV said that Solarte is a good vet to help young guys on and off the field. Uh, 
they argue for Travis that the potential with Devin Travis is way higher than the return would ever be. I'm I'm not so sure about that. I I don't know what's left you can get out of Devin Travis. Justin Smoke, I think, is a prime candidate to be moved just because he's on a friendly contract in its last year. He's going to be commanding a sizable raise next year. And I don't know if the Blue Jays want to commit to that. The struggles of Rowdy Tellez at AAA may make it more imperative that they need to keep Justin Smoke around. But it will remain to be seen there what they actually do with Smoke. Uh, friend of the show, Chris at Jay's Train to Rain, gives five names. Hernandez, Solarte, Smoke, Tapera, and Lourdes Guriel, which Lourdes makes a lot of sense. He's on such a friendly contract. He's getting versatile looks. He, he can be a guy who steps in at shortstop. I'm quite all right with keeping Lourdes. I wouldn't say he's untouchable. Like if someone, again, blows blows me out of the water with an offer, I'd have to seriously look at trading Lourdes. But I I wouldn't list him as untouchable. But it's it's a good point that Chris makes in doing that. Liz at Biggles14 has seven names on her list. Uh, Lourdes, Teoscar, Marcus Stroman, Ryan Tapera, Russell Martin, which I, I think he's untouchable by default because of his contract. Josh Donaldson, which I'd, I'd love to see him stay, Liz, but I, I don't think either side is planning on a reunion for next year. And then Danny Jansen and... And let's talk about Danny Jansen, because Jansen popped up on a couple lists. Uh, M. Stroman, and that's Stroman with six O's. you got to get the O's in there. Had Danny Jansen on their list, along with Anthony Alford and Lourdes Guriel. I I do like that everyone seems to be identifying Jansen as a future building block. And, and once he starts learning the nuances of catching at a major league level. I don't know who of Russell Martin or Luke Maley stays with this team or, or if they decide to bring up Jansen as a third catcher and maybe use him at DH, but he'll have an opportunity to learn from one of the best pitch frames in the game, as well as a guy who's noted for his defensive skills. And that's really what Danny Jansen needs to work on. Cause he's, he's hitting well at triple a Buffalo. He's, he's showing he doesn't need much more seasoning from an offensive standpoint, but if he can learn from Martin, from Maley, and and really solidify himself behind the plate, he has the potential to be that kind of Joe Maurer, Buster Posey building block for this Blue Jays team. A catcher who can hit and, and call a decent game is is huge. And having a guy like that also improves your pitching staff, which makes the, the lack of premier arms in the Blue Jays system at the moment less of a hindrance when you have a guy who knows how to handle them and, and can get the best out of them. Now that is to say it wasn't all positive from Twitter. And let, let's talk about how some other Blue Jays fans are feeling right after this. All right, we are back. I I'm doing my best to get everyone in who responded and, and I, I believe I can do it. I, I'm I'm going at a good clip right now. I have have the kitty co-host, so we are moving on. Um, one question that did come up: uh, Marcus Stroman was named more times than Aaron Sanchez, and I think that's part because of the perception that Sanchez gained over the last year 
signing on with Scott Boris, being injury-prone last season. And uh, Sasha Petrowski at Sasha919 said they would prefer to keep both pitchers for next year, but if one had to be moved, they would actually move Marcus Stroman instead of Aaron Sanchez. And and this seems diametrically opposed to what what some of the other respondents said. I've chimed in on this debate before in appearances on Jays from the Couch Radio, which, hey, if you can find my stuff on there, I'm I'm still worth listening. I'm still relevant a year later. Totally. Go listen to that. But I brought this up last year that Sanchez would be the piece I would move instead of Stroman. Now, obviously, with the performances this season, there there's more justification for moving Stroman instead of Sanchez because Stroman is not looked like he's had control of his pitches this year. The the thing we have to think about when when doing all these trades is yeah, you want to trade for as many assets as you can get that will help you in the future, but you kind of have to determine when your future is going to be with this team. Like, do you think you can compete in 2020? Do you think you need a little more time 2021 maybe? You have to try and get your time frame set up so that you have the best assets you can for that time frame. And if you're looking ahead to which pitcher is more likely to be there and help you be competitive, I actually think it's more likely Stroman is that pitcher as opposed to Sanchez because I'm not sure if Aaron Sanchez wants to stay in Toronto. And it would be disappointing if the Blue Jays were forced to make a move on there. I know... Sanchez and Stroman aren't as buddy-buddy as they used to be. But it would be very disappointing and a big blow for this Blue Jays team to have to move one of them. So I'm I'm with Sasha in hoping that both stay for next year and beyond. In 2020, if things still go south, then you can reassess and maybe look at moving on, trying to get that David Price package for one of them. But then I, I wanted to talk about how fans feel that no one no one on this Blue Jays team is truly untouchable. Let's actually start with DT416, who they said they would be fine with keeping Stroman, Hernandez, and Curtis Granderson. That was the only, he was the only vote for Curtis Granderson, who's on a one-year deal. But DT has accepted that it's rebuild time and time for a lot of players to move on. And this has been echoed by a lot of people. Uh, at least Jay's fan said no one's untouchable. If someone offers a good deal on any player, go for it. Uh, at David T.A. Brown, who goes by fake fan downtown, also said no one was untouchable. Start the rebuild now. Get what they can for Josh Donaldson, for some of these other veterans, and just start building assets. At Ambus18 chimed in saying they would sell pretty much every veteran available. Morales, J.D., Estrada, Hap. Tulo, Martin, Granderson, you're, you're not going to be able to move some of them, but the sentiment is still there that a lot of Blue Jays fans feel it is time to move on and blow it up and, and just get whatever value there is. Now, this comes back to my point of trying to define the window because that defines what level of rebuilding you want to do. Do you want to just trade the guys on one-year deals? Or, or guys on expiring contracts after next season to try and build up for that 2020 run? 
If so, do you hold back and maybe keep those assets to try and better identify what you need? On uh, on Ben Nicholson's Smith's podcast, I'm actually a little upset because I had this idea before it got out there. But in looking to trade Jay Happ, uh, BNS on the show said that a target that he would look at is Clint Frazier of the Yankees. And the Yankees have needed starting pitching help since it, it was known that Jordan Montgomery was going to be out for the season. But identifying players like that, and, and this Blue Jays front office has been very good at identifying players that may be in a difficult position and extracting them from that. It's how they got Teoscar Hernandez out of Houston, by identifying him as a guy who was blocked by so many players, by like Derek Fisher and Kyle Tucker, and they could use his power and, and develop that power. So that, see, seeing stuff like that, that that's a strength and Clint Frazier has been completely blocked off in New York. So I, I would be fine with Hap being traded for Frazier and maybe another lower level pitching prospect. But I think Frazier is such a tempting target. He was originally a Cleveland draft pick and he, he would plug into left field very easily, especially if they trade guys like, Granderson and Pierce you you can use Grichuk as a platoon or move Teoscar Hernandez to DH but I think that's what the Blue Jays are going to be trying trying to do identify players who may not be that far away this isn't going to be a White Sox style teardown where they just want the best prospects whenever they're going to be ready is fine but the Blue Jays are going to be very careful about that when they start deconstructing this roster. I I know, like, take Josh Donaldson, for example. He was a popular target for St. Louis. Now, whether or not you could get a guy like Alex Reyes, who is gone for the rest of the season and may be too damaged to be a functional part of the Cardinals' plans next year, maybe Alex Reyes is a guy who you target if you plan on being a contender in 2020, because then by then... Reyes will hopefully be ready. So that that's something the Blue Jays front office has to take into consideration is when they see this window reopening, since, since it's shut now, everyone's shut the window on this Blue Jays team. You have to be able to take advantage when you see that window opening. Is it when Vlad Jr. comes up immediately? Is it a little later than that? That'll be a question that the Blue Jays front office tries to answer in doing these deals at the deadline. And speaking of deadline, I believe we've hit the deadline for this episode of Locked on Jays. I believe I got everyone in, so I'm proud of myself for that. Thank you all so much for your responses to that. Again, it, it makes me feel really good to to see such discussion and every, everyone offering their opinions like that. It justifies my belief that Twitter can be a good place, even if it's filled with trolls that chase 11 back into the forest but i'm happy for it if y'all want to continue to interact with me you can find me on twitter at neoac18 that's n-e-o-a-c-1-8 follow the podcast on twitter at locked on jays and i promise there will be a guest at least one guest next week maybe even a return of a co-host that you know can speak in words and not meows We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. I, I'm very confident 
that it will not just be me next week. So for everyone here at Locked On Blue Jays, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening. And y'all take care.